All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. We'll get Chelsea Messenger in just a few minutes here. Uh, glad to be here with you. This is NFL betting weekend, Tommy. I don't know. I, I, I mean, you can you can obviously go and attack the games where things mean things and all of that. That that part's not so, you know, that part's not so hard. But man, trying to guess at like what in the world to bet is uh, it's an interesting exercise, I will say. Uh, to get a grasp of things. All the teams are playing, obviously. There's more games to bet than you get, except for, like, to open the season. But you have teams that are, you know, trying to get draft position. You've got backups in so many of these games. Like, I I don't know how to attack it. These things are crazy. It's so hard when you've got a bunch of backup quarterbacks that are starting in different scenarios. And we know Patrick Mahomes is not starting for Kansas City. It's Blaine Gabbert time for the final week of the the season for the Chiefs. You know, so it, it makes it hard to try to tackle these games and, you know, exactly find where the good angle is. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to Chelsea Messenger. Here she comes, our betting insider, joining the program. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, and we welcome Chelsea in. So, Chelsea, do you do you only play games where the there is something on the line, or do you take a stab at some of these where it's like guesswork to see how motivated teams are? There's definitely a lot of landmines when it comes to Week 18, and for that reason, I think you could kind of look at Week 18 similar to Week 1, where there's going to be some volatility and tread carefully. There's one game that I think that maybe it doesn't matter, and maybe a team's not playing its starters, but we're seeing line movement in the other direction, which is the Steelers and the Ravens game. The Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Of course, they need to win. Uh, to get into the playoffs, and they also need some help. The Ravens will be resting Lamar Jackson, but this line opened at four and a half. So there is some money coming in on the Ravens here. I think a lot of it has to do with, number one, the backup quarterback for the Ravens, Tyler Huntley, fits in pretty nicely to that system. And plus, the total in this game is only 35 and a half. And here's the thing that you need to remember for Week 18. Just because a team needs to win does not mean that they are going to win. We've seen it time and time again. I think the best example recently was when Aaron Rodgers and the Packers needed to win at home against a Lions team that was not nearly as good as they are this year. And guess what? They didn't do it. So keep in mind, chaos will still abound this week in the NFL. Uh, I will take the points. And the Ravens, the three and a half. This just screams one of those AFC North matchups that's going to be low scoring. There's going to be chaos. Would not be shocked if the Ravens can keep it within three points. Are you a believer in Mason Rudolph? You know, I know that, no. you know, well, I mean, he he hasn't <laughs> played, he hasn't played terrible, you know, as he's kind of taken over for Kenny Pickett with Pickett coming back from that injury. And I know Mike Tomlin is, you know, kind of sticking with Rudolph to not disturb the rhythm and all of that uh, as they try to make a, a postseason run. Is there a play with Rudolph? I, like, you know, right now, his passing touchdown prop is at one and a half. And I kind of like the over on that. Is that something you think that would be, you know, viable for him to do this week? You want me to bet on Mason Rudolph with a straight face. 
Uh, no, I will not be doing that. Okay. Yes, it's still Mason Rudolph, and I know he's looked good, you know, in the past two games. But still, this is not somebody I want to count on. And I think that's the bottom line when if you're looking at the Steelers as favorites here. Like, is this a team that you trust, that you can depend on this offense? Because I just – we've seen the Mason Rudolph show before, and I'm not buying fully into it. And also, touchdown bets are tricky, too. Because he can have a great game and not hit over his passing touchdowns prop. Because we've seen this all the time. You know, he can have a long uh, pass down the field, tackled at the one, running back runs it in. So I think buyer beware when it comes to passing touchdowns. It's plus 180 probably for a reason. But no, I'm not a, a firm believer in Mason Rudolph. So sorry for laughing, but <laughs> no thank you, please. Yeah, it, it, so we're going to have a lot of these kinds of quarterbacks playing, though. But there's a lot of games where everything is very obvious in what's on the line. You've got Texans-Colts uh, that you can go and attack. You obviously have Bills-Dolphins is probably the most headline of them. But, like, Dallas is going to be playing for something against Washington. It's on the road, though. You've got Justin Fields talking trash on the Bears. That's probably a game you could look at realistically. Um, I mean, there are several out there where it's where it is more obvious on what's on the line. But we follow the Chiefs here. We learned yesterday Patrick Mahomes isn't playing. This one's interesting to me because I, I think as we look at the Chargers as three and a half point favorites at home, we forget that the Chargers were already playing a lot of their backups. They're already playing their backup quarterback. So why can't Blaine Gabbert lead the Chiefs to? a win over the Chargers, especially when he's getting points. That I was pretty interested to see the Chiefs as a three-and-a-half-point dog there. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, I don't think the Chargers necessarily deserve to be three-and-a-half-point favorites to just about anybody. But I will say, as a Titans fan, I have seen Blaine Gabbert throw the football. Uh, and it, albeit it wasn't a playoff game, it felt like they couldn't get any first downs. Uh, but still, I think you're right. I don't think I would take the Chargers as favorites here. I think there will be more chaos this week than people expect. Let's go back to that Bears game for a second, because I do like the Bears getting three points. And the fact that this Bears team, despite having nothing to play for when it comes to the postseason, still has things to play for. Number one, Justin Fields, still playing for his job here. And we've seen this defense look a lot better in the past few weeks. And I feel like the Packers are one of those teams that I don't want to trust as favorites. I've done it before. I trusted them as four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers, and they didn't cover in that game. And the Packers as favorites uh, in those situations, in their last three matchups as favorites, they've lost two of those games outright. So don't be surprised if the Bears can keep it within three. I'll be on the Bears this week plus three. Well, the game that really matters, obviously, the most in the NFL this weekend the, the final game of the regular season, the Bills at the Dolphins. Right now, the Bills are three-point favorites on the road. And really, Chelsea, looking at the public bets on this, it's really split pretty much down the middle. It's kind of around 50 to 55% on the Bills. What do you think about this game? Obviously, you know, the, a lot of playoff implications when it comes to this potential game and which team is going to get the two seed in the AFC, which team is going to be a wild card. So a lot of implications here. What are, what's your angle betting on this particular game? This is a game where you probably need to wait and see the injury report. And I believe those come out sometime today because the Dolphins are one of those teams that is severely banked up. They were last week. 
and we're waiting on some of those guys. Like last week, they didn't have Raheem Mostert, Bradley Chubb now out for the season. Uh, Jalen Waddell didn't play last week. Tua's dealing with uh, some injuries on his hand as well. And the offensive line has been really banked up because it doesn't matter how fast your receivers are if your quarterback is not having time to get the ball down the field. So if all things were equal and the Dolphins were healthy, I would like them getting three points here. But still, this is a Dolphins team that is nursing a lot of injuries. I think I would lean towards the Bills. Uh, another one where both teams should be doing their best to win the game is Falcon Saints. They both need uh, they need the Bucks to lose, which doesn't matter, but they both still have an opening to get into the playoffs. So we should see uh, both teams at full strength. I, I guess we just take these at the games that we know matter. The Saints are three-point favorites at home. The NFC South has felt like the most unpredictable to me. Anything there in that one that you like? Yeah, the NFC South, it feels like you normally just take the underdog because all the teams are terrible. Uh, but we have seen some line movement in this game. Uh, it's at three right now, I'm assuming. I don't have yes. it pulled up in front yeah. of me. Yep. But the it's angle on the Falcons, the angle on the Falcons this year is you play them at home, not on the road. Uh, Atlanta, for some reason or another, has been much better when they're playing at home. So, obviously, this one on the road in New Orleans. I would lean towards New Orleans, but I just told you, there's a lot of volatility in the NFC South. Not sure what we're going to get from Taylor Heineke. You know, it, it feels very feast or famine from a gunslinger quarterback like that. But Atlanta, 5-3 and three at home, 2-6 and six away. I think that's your story here. There's a big West Coast battle as well, Chelsea. The Rams at the Niners in an NFC West battle. You know, the Rams have kind of been sneaky good this year at times. Not the entire season, but they've had some moments you know, where they've looked pretty solid. Of course, they're on the road at San Francisco, you know, who is, a t- you know, they're a team that they've already clinched. They know exactly what's going to be happening for them in the playoffs. Do you like any kind of angle in this game? This was going to be my favorite play of the week until the Rams announced that Carson Wentz is going to be starting yeah. for the Rams. So please know that before you say, oh, Matt Stafford and this offense have been really good. You're right, they have. And I'm kind of shocked because the Rams can actually get a better playoff scenario, I think, if they win this game. But still, Carson Wentz in the picture means I'm completely out. I would be on the Rams, but Carson Wentz feels like somebody I shouldn't put my money on. So another interesting one is a lot of people are depending on Jacksonville to lose if they want to get in. So then we look at Jacksonville against your Titans – Mike Vrabel doesn't strike me as somebody who has any intention of losing any game that he plays. I'm sure they want to see Will Levis. Is there anything there? Have we heard anything about the Titans and not wanting to play that game hard? And assuming that they will, five and a half points at home, that's that's not bad. <sighs> yeah, but the Titans want a high draft pick. Like at this point, they're tied with two other teams at five and 11. And also it's Ryan Tannehill who's starting who will be motivated to play well. You know, he's playing for his job. But the thing to bet on in this game, and this is the only time of the year where you can look at player contract incentives, and it's actually a bettable angle because there's a good one in this game. So instead of betting the spread or the total, you bet on DeAndre Hopkins uh, because he has a big contract bonus that he is up for in this game. He needs just seven catches for an extra 250000 and just 49 receiving yards this week. 
for an extra million dollars. So that's $1.25 million on the line for DeAndre Hopkins. And those are two lines that he can get. Last week he had seven catches for 72 yards. I feel like Ryan Tannehill force feeds him the ball anyway. He had the most uh, receptions and targets of anybody last week when Tannehill was the starting quarterback. So usually DeAndre Hopkins is lined around 60 yards and, you know, four and a half catches. Look at DeAndre Hopkins' props this week. I like those. Props are props are a plenty. Kelsey's going for one, but his is only 16 yards, so it probably doesn't factor in. Any any other uh, any other bets we've missed here, Chelsea, that we need to be paying attention to in this weird week? I think I'll go with the Patriots on the money line uh, against the Jets. I know the Patriots have had a terrible season, and just because you know they want to win a game doesn't mean they're going to. But you've got to think this could be the last home game for Bill Belichick. And here's one thing that Bill Belichick has done really well, uh, along with all those Super Bowl wins. I should preface by saying that. He has absolutely owned the New York Jets. The Patriots won 15 straight games against the Jets. The Patriots are 19-4 all-time against the Jets since moving to Gillette Stadium. So I like the Patriots this week. It's not a sexy pick uh, and not a meaningful game, but maybe a meaningful game to Bill Belichick. So I'll take the Patriots. Uh, minus 125 on the money line. All right. And then, Chelsea, before we let you go, we've got a national championship game in college football. Things are established. Two close games in the semifinals. Washington getting four and a half points. Sort of that, you know, great offense versus great defense dynamic going here. You like anything in that national championship game? Yeah, this one's a Sophie's choice for me because I'm going against my gut uh, or I'm going against my mind because – You look at Washington, and immediately the spread jumps off the page. They're giving Washington four and a half points again. What are we doing here? This is a team that's been undervalued all season long, which is usually the case for Pac-12 teams. And plus, you look at their receivers. It doesn't seem to matter how strong a secondary is. When you're making those type of circus catches, and you have three receivers that are probably going to go to the NFL and Michael Penix Jr. throwing the rock, uh, it feels like that's a cheat code against just about any defense. But when you look at that semifinal game, Michael Penix Jr. had over 400 yards of passing, but yet Washington almost lost that game. It was down to the final play. So the fact that their defense kind of allows other teams to get back in it and they played out of their mind, you know, on the offensive side of the ball and nearly lost that game, that makes me worry against a Michigan team that had a comedy of errors on the special teams unit and still beat Alabama. So the potential feels a little higher for this very physical Michigan team that certainly is going to control the line of scrimmage. Hasn't that been the calling card for Michigan all season long? A great offensive line, best defense in the country. They're going to run the football. So we'll see if they can control the tempo. I feel like I'm going to lean towards the points, though, because even if Michigan wins this game, I feel like that leans towards a lower scoring game. Points are at a premium. I'll take a Washington team that even if they're playing from behind, it's a passing offense. I'll take the four and a half with Washington. That makes it easier because nobody uh, nobody wants to root for Michigan either. I don't think outside of Michigan fans. So <laughs> I'll be with you there, just just out of you know out of the heart. I'm I'm there with you, Chelsea. We appreciate it. Happy New Year uh, to you, and we are ready to attack the postseason next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. There goes Chelsea Messenger, the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. All right, we'll come back. 
Uh, we're going to wrap up this hour. We we brought up that championship game. Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, had some things to say as, of course, the cheating scandal is being brought back up. We'll get into that in the next hour. Our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, joins us top of the hour uh, for several uh, really interesting things happening there in Manhattan to get into. We'll do it all as we make our way through a Thursday edition of Sports Daily.